racing speaking of racing they're often racing in the 2018 <laughs> south row boys podcast for the first monday in november it's very melbourne cuppy well that's my that's that's my racing announcer's voice thanks very much <laughs> coming down the back straight mr <laughs> troy douglas barnes and uh i'm troy i'm joe <laughs> i think that's the first time that's ever been reversed <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, because yeah. like me, I always go first. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you do. But you yeah. finish off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Imagine if we're a gay couple. Yeah. You always go first and I always finish off. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you just hear the resentment in your voice of that. You always go first and I have to finish <laughs> off. Like, you selfish bastard. Yep. Always, Joe. Fucking every time. Every freaking time. <laughs> now, you uh- selfish, red-headed <laughs> Fanta lover. <laughs> I don't mind a Fanta, but I haven't had one for a very few... I haven't had one for a very long time. I will say, and this is probably a bad thing to say to some people, but I may have had a Sunkist more oh. recent than I've had a Fanta. And I know why. KFC. KFC. <laughs> You'd be right. KFC. Every now and then you just got to change it up. Yeah, because that's what I have when I go to KFC, because I don't like Pepsi. Whereas you don't mind going to the dark side of the force. I don't mind Pepsi. No. You and New Kids on the Block. Well, you know, they did all right. Yeah. Still doing all right. Knob. <laughs> Knob. Knob. Can you get on the block? Now, um, yeah, no. as we did say uh, in my little thing, intro thing, uh, tomorrow is Melbourne Cup. It is. Do you- Which will, by the time we actually release this, um, last Tuesday. Yeah, last Melbourne Tuesday. Cup. And if we had have got our, <coughs> our shit together, we were, probably should have done this recording last week so that we could do a prediction which you would have heard today and then i tell you what if we were smart we would have done that yeah we still would have got it wrong oh there's no doubt because i know absolutely nothing about horse racing no i mean i think your problem your only exposure would be the trots uh yeah shelly's obviously involved in the trots or the paces as we call it down this way oh really um yeah it's called trots i believe in america Ah, and but it's pacing in Australia. Um, but yeah, or well, harness I mean, racing actually, or harness racing. Yeah, my um, older sister Shelley obviously has been involved in that for pretty much most of her life since she was about sixteen, years. I think. So it's, yeah, it's a long time. Probably oh, that'd be longer. So she'd be thirty-five plus years. Yeah, because she is quite slight love. in build, so she, she oh, makes she's a good a, jockey. She's incredibly fit woman. Actually, uh, driver. It, sorry, because we are talking uh, harness racing. She's a driver, not mm. a jockey. Yeah, so, but um, no, it's been her thing. But in saying that, mm. I still know nothing about it. <laughs> Ivan doesn't mind the, the, the horses, though, does Look, he? Look, Dad doesn't mind a little punt. He's enjoyed a punt. He comes from that era mm-hmm. where you used to go to the pub or to the TAB oh, and do a punt. Yes. You know, you didn't you didn't punt in the pub back then. No. It was a separate business. You had to go next door to the TAB. Yep, or mm. we'd drop off and Troy be, as we mentioned a few <laughs> times before, park. <laughs> just be five minutes, boy. Yep. Um, an hour and a half later. <laughs> I'll back to winner, mate. I got the trifecta. Yep. And this is kids way before um, mobile phones, um, iPods. But I, 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 Walkmans. There weren't even Walkmans back then. <laughs> did you ever have the? Did you ever have the occasion where I, I, I even walked back out of the TAB or the pub with uh, a ten ounce of coke? You've cracked the window, and you just get there, you go boy. I'll be a couple more minutes. I don't ever remember that, oh, ever. I never sure. remember getting a drink. <laughs> not even a drink. Oh, not even. But it was an era, though, where you could actually wind down the window yourself. So, A, you could get some air. Yes. Or B, if I really hated it that much, I could have run away. So, yeah. it couldn't have been that bad, could it? No, it couldn't have. And <laughs> mind you, 50 cents would have bought you a drink. Yep. And back then, too. I mean, geez, you're happy to spend any time with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you could only see him in the far distance through the cloud of smoke in the TV. <laughs> he was across the line that was over 18s. Uh, oh, we spent the afternoon was, with dad. He was through the Winfield days. <laughs> <laughs> the Winfield days. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I used to work um, in the horse racing industry. Um, You've worked in every industry. Oh, I just fucking have. I don't know why. Yeah. 
You just morph yourself into whatever's required. So the job that I had, and this was a fun job. So I worked um, in the IT department of a company called uh, Racing Information Services Australia, which is now called the Australian Racing Board or something like that. So basically horse racing in Australia is managed by two different bodies. One manages the rules of racing, which is when I worked for them. Um, and the body that I worked for managed all the racing materials. So the form guide, all the stuff that got put out to the the wagering operators, as they call them, because they don't call them betting operators because they don't. They call them wagering operators. Um, anything that goes to newspapers and all that kind of stuff. They also do all the silks. So they, they approve all the silks and they also approve all the horse names. Now, those companies are now joined. But one of the best things about my job was we did all the naming of the horses. Well, we didn't actually name them. People, <laughs> I just see all you guys in a little room saying, what are we going to kill this one? Bob. How about uh, Foreskin Freddy? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Bob, good. Bob 2. <laughs> Bob 3. Bob 4. Jeanette, you really got to come up with better names. That's all I want to fucking call them. Bob 5. Bob 6. Uh, okay, then. Uh, Robert 1. Yeah. <laughs> Robert 2. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and part of my job... Uh, I was on a I was on a committee of five, um, and we were, we were part of uh, the different parts of the business, and we were basically we were considered Joe Average or every man. So what would happen is people would sub- so everyone was named Joe. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, so people would submit their their names to for their horses. So you have to if you're going to race a thoroughbred horse in Australia, you have to submit your name to be approved. Now, there was people who would then go through and go, yes or no, yes or no. If one was, I don't know, which, because there's different rules of what you can and can't call a horse. Yeah, of there course. Are some, there's some restrictive- A horse, of course. A horse, of course. A wonderful Mr. Ed. <laughs> um, there are some words that you can't use um, in Australia, like uh, print, like king or queen or so- something like that. Yeah. Like there's, there's protected words. Yeah, uh, motherfucker Jones. You can't go with that one. <laughs> motherfucker Jones. Makes that motherfucker Jones coming up around the outside. <laughs> around the outside. Around the, the outside. outside. Motherfucker Jones coming around the outside. <laughs> um, but occasionally we would get ones that would be rejected, and someone would dispute it. So there's always a dispute um, process, and then that name would be put through to the committee, which is I was on, for. What do we think? Now, it's part of the rules of racing. You're not allowed to have profanity and swearing and stuff like that. And it was occasionally it was quite funny to see what people would try and get through. This oh. is why Samuel L. Jackson actually doesn't call horse racing too. Exactly. <laughs> no profanity, no, no swearing. Imagine him calling a, a race. Now, so good. Exactly. Now, there are a couple of horses that did get their names through. Throughout the world. Oh. I have a selection for you. Have you had a, a few that went through to the keeper? Through to the keeper. None that I was aware of at the time when I was part of the committee. But people mm-hmm. people get very, very creative on how they spell something and then how it's said. And then how it is said by a race announcer at speed. Because okay. Because what, what you may say in normal speaking... When you then amplify that and make it very, very quick, it generally makes a little bit of a difference on how it's pronounced. Okay. Lay them on me, Joe. Uh, so, two in the pink <laughs> was okay. one. So, you do, are these a situation, though, where you need to have a little bit of a filthy mind to find them funny? And that's the thing. Some of the- And if you haven't got the filthy mind, you won't know. So, essentially, if you think it's funny- does it really matter? Well, people get offended. As we know, people do get offended. Um, <sighs> their offendishness. Do, ro, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. <laughs> and that's just to piss off the race announcer. <laughs> uh, may the horse be with you. Oh, I like that. Yes. Um, that's actually really good. So it's may the horse be with letter U, all one word. Yep. Uh, ha, ha, ha. And ha, 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 wins the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's a dumb one. I don't like that one. That's not even funny. No. Um, I don't know how <laughs> Which this is one, ironic. 
hoof, H-O-O-F, and then heart. Hearted. Hoof, hoof-hearted. <laughs> okay. Once again, say it quickly. Hoof-hearted. Okay. <laughs> yes, I didn't even get that. There you go. Hoof-hearted. Followed up by passing wind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the talents of horns. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Waikikamoo cow. <laughs> yep. Heard that one. Heard that one. That's only recent. That was in racing in Australia not long ago. Yes, there you go. Uh, victor of two races, um, I think. Couple, yeah, couple. Uh, G double E spot. G spot. The nice. G spot. Yes, because the horses don't know this. GGs. Exactly. There you go. Yep. Wear the fox hat. <laughs> <laughs> Say it quickly. Go on, roadies. Say it out loud in your car, wherever you're home. <laughs> Where the fuck's that? Where the fuck's that? <laughs> nice. Where the fuck's that? Where the fuck's that? Oh, it's so good. I like that. Now, for whatever reason, my brain, my brain does not let me hear how bad this one is. Every time I read it, I cannot hear how it's weird. So I'm hoping that you okay. can. Mary, M-A-R-Y. Yep. Next word, hinge. H-I-N-G-E. Mary Hinge. Uh, as in, <laughs> I reckon when you move that around a bit, it might be a hairy minge. Ah, that's why. <laughs> be careful not to get this wrong. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Very hinge. And there's then- a uh, there's a hairdressing salon on the northwest coast here in in Wynyard. Mm-hmm. Um, who's uh, the name is um, Hair Eclipse. <laughs> but suddenly, when you hear it a different way, yes. it's very hard to get that out of your mind. <laughs> So instead of hair, yes, eclipse, yes, it becomes hairy, yes, yeah, yes. I know, I hear you. And once it's there, you can't um, get, you can't unhear it. Look, it's it's a bit like any man. Once you find it, you're pretty excited. Now I cannot and read you can't this. Put with, mind. I can't <laughs> not read this now without going hairy minge. <laughs> there you go. But all so every time I've ever read, idea. I've gone Mary Hinge, Mary Hinge, Mary Hinge. I don't understand. Yeah, and they're just so waiting for, for that. that one announcer. <laughs> To just get it the other way around like that and not be able to say it any other way exactly. and just throw it into the race. And then uh, one of the last ones I had was A A R R R R R R R R R, which is either speak like a pirate or the end of um, Buffy. <clears throat> they are some funny horse names that I came up with today. In nice. Um, oh, there was heaps of the other ones. Oh, Stewart's Inquiry. And first past the post. It would be Stewart's Inquiry, wouldn't no, it? No, Stewart's. Oh, okay. But it's obviously meant to be as in Stewart's. Yes. Yep. So, and we have a Stewart's Inquiry at finishing. <laughs> and people are, well, who won Stewart's Inquiry? No, yeah, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, junk in the trunk. <laughs> there are some funny names because a lot of the time with horse names too, they combine um, the two names of other horses that obviously... Um, what have you got? What are the, the male and female horses these days? The dam and the sire. Don't think it's a dam, though. doesn't sound that's right. What, that's what it's called. Is it? Okay, there you go. They're, anyway, they're, so I think they're called a mare. Um, but yeah. I think when you're talking breeding, they are called uh, the dam is the, the mum and sired by, okay. and then the there boy. So um, a lot of the time they'll actually steal half of each name or an anecdote of each name. Yes. To become the new name. Well, a lot of them are very clever. Well, that's the way one one of them and I, I uh, G spot, um, it was was made up of the the dam and the sire, and that's the way they got it through. Yeah, so it wasn't just a, a clever name; they used what they already had, and it was still a clever name. Oh, exactly. And then there yeah. was S O F A K A N F A S T. So fair can fast. <laughs> 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 Once again, it all makes a bit of a difference when you oh. read them or say them out loud. Yeah, it really does. Now, yeah. last thing on the Melbourne Cup, because yep. I did a little bit of like a, a South Road amount of research. I can tell you've actually uh, you put a bit of work into this for <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. So, how old do you think the youngest person to win the Melbourne Cup was? Uh, I'm going to jump in and say 15. 
This I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back in time a bit when you could probably be a little bit younger. This was in 1876. Oh shit! Seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was registered as being 13 because that was the minimum age. Okay. Um, they say that he was 12 years, 11 months, and 23 days old, and that's why they kind of got him through at 13. But apparently, he was only 11. Years, 11 months and 23 days old. Yeah. I wonder if that was done due to trying to get the lighter weight on the horse, perhaps. He weighed 39 kilos. <laughs> horse wouldn't have ever known it was there. You've got a two-ton animal hurtling down the uh, the straight with this child strapped to him. <laughs> Just duct taped on. Duct taped. Like- it, it would have looked like, hang on for eight seconds, Peter, and you are fine. <laughs> yep. Didn't have news of saddle back then. Too much weight. Yeah, just exactly. take the kid just, on. <laughs> just strapped him around. It's all good. Because all the rules say is that there must be a rider when they finish the post. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be conscious. Eleven. And do you know what? How how old do you reckon Pete was when he retired? As this a kid? Uh, yeah, the guy Peter Peterson Albans went on to a racing career. After he won the okay. Melbourne Cup at age... 11, um, what, uh, retired, what now? I'm going to say 19? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> good guess, Troy, good guess. Yeah, good guess. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so there you go. That's Melbourne Cup for you, folks. I've got nothing more. Um, no, good. I hope, um, I hope you Mate, good... what I was going to say before, um, yes. speaking of appreciation, mm. I put a little post up today on Facey. Um, mm. Regarding your moment last week, mate, I just want to bring it up again and say that I, when oh. I listened to that again... Yes. Uh, that first half hour of last week's podcast. Mm. You're going to make me blush now, aren't you? I love the shit out of it, mate. <laughs> you are just an, you're an amazing man. And um, the oh. fact that I get to do this with you, I know you say this to me a lot, you enjoy it, but that moment and listening to that moment back, um, I implore anyone who has not listened to episode 53, yep. please just go and do it. Um, and the best thing is it's, a, it's two sides of a coin, that episode. It has half an hour of really meaningful content which I loved, and it was so relevant, I think, to everyone in this day and age. Mm. And then I just brought it down to reality real quick <laughs> with some, with, um, with making jokes about an airline that crashed and lost 189 lives and gun and let's control. Not, and <laughs> let's not forget Roxanne, who um, stabbed her alleged rapist and dragged him through the streets of Brisbane. I mean, it was extreme one side or the other. But, man, I just I loved listening back to that so much. It was Thanks, so man. good. So well, good. Well, I've realised this week I may have to maybe stop watching TV because I cried last night watching TV as well. <laughs> have you have you watched um, Jimmy Barnes's Working Class Boy? Yeah, we actually, um, Jazz and I went and seen both the live shows. So Working oh, Class Boy and goodness, Working Class Man. good was it? Um, way better live than what it is he's watching on TV. Oh, the TV no, one's good because it adds, adds doco stuff. Of course, afterwards, he's gone and visited his, you know, where he grew up as a baby pretty much and, yeah. and all that. But um, the actual show itself, having him up there and also singing with Mahalia, his daughter and Hasn't and she all that got stuff. some serious pipes? Uh, mate, when um, we saw it at the Launceston Casino, Working Class Boy, and when Jimmy and Mahalia sung uh, When the War Is Over. Oh, at the end of the night, one of my favourite songs that Chisel have ever done. Because the that's the, off the, the East album, maybe. Oh, it's that era, but I honestly mm. don't know. But um, the way Mossy and Barnsley's voice come off each other and blend in that song is just goosebumps. And um, yeah. I've never heard Barnsley or Chisel ever sing it live before. So when it started, mm. um, I just sat there and. I was in tears listening to it. It was just yeah. phenomenal. Um, I had goosebumps. I was mm. cold. Um, and then when it finished, everyone gave, gave up and did the standing applause. I couldn't. I was just on my seat with my head on my, with my hands on my chin. Yeah. Just with tears sinking. That was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, fuck. And you could see I that wish pride I seen too it live. of them singing together. You could see, yeah. even though they'd done it multiple times, you could see there was so much love being able to be on stage with his own daughter and sing that amazing song and, yeah, it's just awesome. Was David Campbell there as well? No, no, he must have done that as a one-off, I reckon. Yeah, well, he did it. Mm. Yeah, I think for the Sydney show or something like that. Yeah. That was the one they recorded at the yeah. At the so that would surprise me. Mm. But that moment where they uh, have you watched the TV 
one yeah. since. We yeah. actually um we went and watched it at the cinema because it had a small cinema release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and watched it there. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Look, ladies and gentlemen, look, Brodies, I Troy and I both have been big Cold Chisel fans. Um and, still are. and Jimmy Barnes, you know, flesh and wood and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um Oh my goodness. I I had no idea what he had to go through or what he went through as a child. Mm. Um, there was so much also that was in the live show on this on stage performance that you don't see on the TV one. So much of the story of his childhood. Yeah. Mm. I, it, well, you save it for the live audience. Yeah. And just what I got to see was just like, I am so sorry that he had that happen, but I am so glad he got through it and where he is now because oh, that was just phenomenal. One of the things that came up um, in that show, which really I thought was amazing, is he basically said that, um, like, he suffered, not so much him as such, but, um, like, his mum and dad were very violent towards each other. His dad especially, of course, but um, yep. she also fought back, which yeah. wasn't always a great idea. No. Um, but it was a very violent upbringing for the whole family and for a lot of families back then. And um, And he said that, I don't blame my mum and dad for the upbringing I had. No. Uh, because he said that what they had was even worse than I'd had. Because, and, and, that, and they were a product of their upbringing, which meant that yes. I was a product then of my upbringing. Um, yep. And it was, it was a really beautiful thing. And he also said then that um, it's no use just basically saying all these people that abuse should be thrown in jail and all the rest of it and get rid of it. What we need to do is actually teach these people it's not the right way to do it because then they have the capability hopefully to change mm. and then that change will then further on down these generations mm. um and it was just it was interesting to see a man that's come from that to say you know i'm i don't think they just throw on the key away is the answer to the question it hasn't worked that way yet we need to actually change the way we think yeah. and we need to get in the minds of the people that are abusers mm. and try and teach them that this isn't the way we should be doing things exactly um and that, that was a pretty brave thing to say, I think. But the thing that I found amazing with that, though, is that everyone stood up and applauded that. It was a, a great moment. Yep. But because I've been quite vocal and researchy in depression and abuse and all that kind of thing, mm. um, I knew that the stats were that three out of every four women suffer some kind of abuse from a partner mm. in their lifetime, which ah. is a phenomenal, phenomenal stat. Um, and that doesn't mean a beating every night. That could just be, that could be verbal abuse. It could be just one moment, but they're three out of four, which is phenomenal. So I'm looking around at all these men in this room, these few, which would have taken up, what, 500 people, 400 people? Yep. I'm thinking all your people are cheering and standing up. Yet in theory, there's possibility that three out of four of you are going to go home abu abuse, possibly abuse your partner. Now I'm not yep. saying, Calm down, Brady. So I'm not saying that every man abuses their partner. No. It is a stat, and stats can be made to be whatever they are. Sure. But there was no doubt that there was a percentage of men in that room that were applauding that actually abused their partners. Mm. That is fact. And that just shows to me how many masks people put on in their daily lives that others don't know about. And, and I think the thing that I take out of that as well is I know more than four women. Yeah. So statistically, it's pretty frightening. You know, three of you know every. And four. I mean, look, and look, look, this this obviously changes with um, demographic and and you culture know, all that kind of thing. And, and, exactly. Right. So I mean, there'll be certain areas within the country that it is rife. There'll be yes. hopefully a lot of people that we know. Hopefully that that doesn't happen to. But yep. you know what? We don't know because you never see behind closed doors. No, and it does happen. So. Um, and the, the thing that was probably most rewarding for me from that show, and I spoke, remember speaking to Jazz about it afterwards when we we're having a few drinks, and you know you, you normally break down a show afterwards and discuss it and work mm. out what what you took away from it and the things that surprised you or made you smile and yep. and all that. And one of the things that came out of it for me, I thought, um, Jimmy Barnes after the, a lot of the abuse that he suffered and and the abuse that he saw as well. It wasn't just what he was inflicted on him, it was what he was surrounded by. So that was yeah. his life. Um, he went on to have um, alcohol addiction, drug yes. addiction. Yes. Um, he was a very violent man. Yeah. Um, 
I started thinking, what changed his direction? How did he break that cycle? Because that's a big cycle to break. And he was you in know, it. Like- yep. Was it his wife? Was it his kids? But, I mean, that doesn't always change a man. Normally, that just no. carries through. So, well, it's it just made me wonder where, how, why, you know, what caused that to happen? That I think that in itself is a pretty remarkable story. I think, and I think maybe, I think everyone looks at their parents and goes, "Oh, here's here's something I really like, and I want to continue that, and here's something I don't like." And maybe some people don't look and go, I, "I don't like that," and maybe they just perpetuate that behaviour. But I think there are different. I think there are definitely people who go, "I don't like that," and I'm not going to do that to my kids, or I'm not going to do that to my family. Because the thing like is, think so. well, because the thing is, you know, violence. And and abuse and racism and 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 homophobia and all those things are learnt behaviours. Yes. So you know, I mean, look, okay, you are born a racist. You're just not. No. You know, you, you, that whatever is your normal is your normal, and whatever you get taught is what you get taught. Yep. So it's just well, it's my responsibility as a parent. I've got two kids to make sure that my kids grow up and go, well, this is what I want to be. This is how, or yep. this is, this is how it is to be a, a normal human. And the the problem being is that I'm pretty fucked up sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, and then, man, there was there was serious love too in that family. I mean, you saw it on the live show, especially with David Campbell. Mm. And look, they yeah. didn't have an easy reunion. That was a pretty scratchy get together for them over a period of time. Because um, yeah, like- there was obviously a lot of resentment and a lot of anxious, like nerves, and you know, how do you mend something that is been there for years you know so there would have been a lot involved in that but you know there's love there you know to see grown men hugging each other i think is a great thing yeah and i think there's a lot of men that can take something away from that yeah absolutely it was yeah it really i always really hug was. my dad man when i see my dad these days we always hug to say hello yeah, so dad, never, dad never used to be that way um that's probably happened in the last i don't know 10 to 15 years i suppose yeah fuck I think- it's a good thing yeah, it is. But, I mean, it, Ivan is a bit old school. He's a bit OG. Oh, yeah, he is. So that probably wasn't something that he had from his dad. But it doesn't mean you can't change. And, and changing that, like, human contact is just, ah, oh, it just fills you. It really yep. does. There's a great show. I don't know what the show was. Um, it was a fictional TV show. And yes. uh, it was a, this couple, they started having an argument. And then the, the female half of the couple said um hug card and what they then oh. did they hugged they hugged for 30 seconds and they weren't yes. allowed to say a word yes and then that to then step away and say well they could continue the argument nice and i thought that's really good i know it'd be very hard for some couples to do that <clears throat> but it's amazing if you just stop talking for a minute and then have contact for 30 seconds with no vocalization at all when you step out of that again yeah um your emotional state shifted dramatically yes absolutely and and it's very hard like especially to and you've someone, got an erection because <laughs> we always do but um but to hug someone when you don't feel like it you know that that first couple of seconds is not going to be good it's like if you ever really want to understand whether or not an argument is worth having get naked because you can't argue naked it's true but there's also that problem it's like you're just trying to have sex with me, aren't you? <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Your Honour, we're in a court of law and I want to win my argument, so I will be naked, as is my judicial right. <laughs> probably wouldn't oh. work Probably wouldn't work in the courtrooms, but, you know, if you ever, yeah, if you ever really want to understand whether or not an argument's worth having, get naked and you just can't argue. You just can't. I will lose every argument I have. Any time we disagree, that starts off where I'm just wearing jocks, I, I never win, ever. Because you know what? That there, what you've done, <laughs> well, that has perfectly segued me into something I wanted to bring up. Oh, speaking of bringing things up, have a Viagra before you started, did you? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you do you fart when you have a Viagra? No, it was. Oh, okay. That's the the special yeah. effect of no, the not- rising. Right. Not right. that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it might have been a little high pitch one. <laughs> anyway, that's, the perfect thing is uh, two things were spoken about come together to form what I wanted to bring up. Go for and it. that is animals and sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it just let me preface this: this 
<laughs> we we may have to edit quite heavily here, Rody. So if you just if 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 it goes from now to and we are the South Road Boys, then you'll understand. <laughs> so for some weird reason, I tried mm. to find something a little bit crazy and weird this week because we got a bit serious last week. Yes, and um, we've got to be serious to kick it off now too. But I don't mind that. Um, no, so right. I thought let's throw something absolutely stupid and weird into the mix this week. So okay. I researched. Weird animal sex facts. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, you I could, did. There are so many other things you could have researched. And by the way, roadies, just to let you know how much either Troy or myself research, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much going to a search engine, typing in a phrase, and clicking the first three things that come up. Oh, you do three. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple sources makes it true. There you go. So here we go. Here's some, here's some fun animal sex facts. Okay. Look, I know you love talking about sex, but I think when it's animals, I think it's a bit of a juxtaposition with you. I think we can shift that around a bit. And Let's talk about it. sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't know talking about animal sex would get you so invigorated. Did you mm. know, Joe, mm. that male ducks have yeah. a corkscrew-shaped penis? I did not. Either did I. I knew that. I knew that, or I believed that, um, I think it was elephants. I think someone told me that elephants have got a cock. Oh, no, elephants no, actually. pigs. Elephant, ele- elephants, yeah, pig. But isn't that like the tail? Are they corkscrewed on? <laughs> well, the, I think that's the other end. <laughs> I don't know. I know no. it's not elephants because I've seen, you know. Yeah, no, elephants I've been to a, zoo. a self-moving penis. The penis will get will move by itself to ejaculate in an elephant. Okay. Because I think it's their weight. So yeah. I think that the penis has genetically changed to work itself to be, out. Like trunk-like. Pretty clever. So my question um, is to you, though. When yeah, okay. when when Daffy's getting busy... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting busy, nice, yeah. I understand the concept of a corkscrew. Yep. So does that mean he has to fly around well, in circles? Well, that's to- why... <laughs> well, have you ever seen, like, when ducks flap <laughs> when they're taking off or something... Like, there's a yes. lot of flapping going on, isn't there? Yes. So, I think they learn that from inserting and deserting out of a female duck. Is deserting a word? Removing? Withdrawing? Removing? I know the, the conversation's slightly deserting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, duck, duck that, you know. I, uh, do you reckon that's know. where the term duck, duck, go <laughs> came <Yeah>. from? <laughs> Probably. That's a search engine for you. Yeah. Uh, female kangaroos, mate. Hop mat. Have three vaginas. Hey, say so what now? Exactly. I did not know this. Three vaginas. Hang on. Is that just male kangaroos saying they've got three vaginas so they can put it wherever they want, or is it legit they do? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever hole you want, bouncy. <laughs> exactly. What's that, Skip? That's... You want to put it where? <laughs> it won't fit. <laughs> Three vaginas, and um, and the where, pouch doesn't count. Well, hang on. Okay, well, Biology 101, where are they? Or did you not research that level? I didn't research that. Look, I'm not a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Carry well, on. Three vaginas. Actually, okay, so, so that's pretty good. <laughs> it sounds like it's a bit carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know, um, there are about 80 facts here, but I've skipped most of them. I'm oh, just I going to so. the ones that I think are interesting. Okay, good. And I, and I think we're doing all right so far. Yes. I think we do. Um, you would have known this one. I knew this one, that cats' penises have spines or barbs on them. Yeah, because they get stuck, apparently. Yeah, and that's um, that's why you hear the cat go, all the night time. <laughs> it's because that cat was having a good time, now not having a good time. Yeah. Mm. That's not right. So that wasn't one of the ones that I circled, but this one, mate, this one you're going to love. <laughs> this is money. Oh, I tell you. I don't, don't know what the mammal is. There's a tiny Australian mammal that has so much sex in a period of a few weeks that it basically disintegrates. <laughs> it fucks itself yes. out of existence. <laughs> wow. What a way Look, to go. Well, we always use that saying that this mammal actually does go that way. What's the average life expectancy of that mammal? Do we know? You, know, you haven't done enough research. That's again, why. Well, there's, there's no... But look, you should have Rody, the second link. Rody, Come on. 
Well, I basically screenshotted on my phone, and then I've linked uh, the ones that are interesting. So, otherwise, you know what happens. Look, I'm a professional. Yeah. And you'll go to find the link, and suddenly yes. the page you're after wasn't there anymore. You can't find where it was saved. And yep. then I haven't got the info. And then I'm here, and you're saying, Troy, what do you got this week? And I'm like, oh, there were six facts of animals, but I can't remember them, and I can't find them. And then you're like, well, fuck, what are we going to talk about now? And then yep. we probably talk about, oh, I don't know, horse racing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I blame your research assistant. Whoever mm-hmm. that happens to be. <laughs> okay. Let's blame that person. Yeah. <laughs> Terry. Terry fuckwit. Uh, here we go. Now, this is where we get serious now. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, this is serious. <sighs> Female pandas, right? Oh, we love them, don't we? <laughs> fucking pandas. They put the P in the LBGTIQP. Uh, I'm going to say fucking pandas. I mean, just bloody pandas. not Because they're not fucking... No, we know, we've established that. They don't do it. So, the female panda, right, mm. only gets sexually excited for a 24 to 72 hour window. Right. <coughs> Every week? It happens once a year at some oh, point between February and May. Fuck. Right. So, there's two problems I've got there. One, that's a small window in a 12 month period. It's a very, very... So, April to January... February, February, oh, yeah. The male panda is putting in all the legwork (laughs) and wooing his fur off. Taking the panda out for dinner, um, bringing the panda breakfast, um, doing all the chores, all the chores. Doing everything. Mowing mowing all the bamboo. (laughs) Everything he possibly can. Yep. To endear himself to a female panda so that for during a, what, a three-month period? Uh, yeah, her, February to May. February, April, April. Four months. Yeah, four months. So yep. that sometime in a four-month period when she is feeling like a bit of, you know, panda on panda, <laughs> panda, for, panda 20, for 24 to 72 hours, yep. one he's, to three the, days. He's, he's the one that gets the nod. Mm-hmm. Fuck, you wouldn't want to leave, would you? Like, Imagine come- if you went away on a boys' weekend. <laughs> you wouldn't. From the 1st of February yep. until you got the tap on the shoulder, you wouldn't let her out of your sight. Imagine. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a male panda. You know, oh, suddenly it's like you've been waiting all this time. Time's now. It's like, fucking little panda won't work. <laughs> Just think about something oh. else. Think about something else. Imagine that. Imagine think about the pressure. You'd be- <laughs> Imagine the pressure you'd be under as a male panda in that moment. Because you've missed that moment, you've got to wait another year, basically. So, obviously, pandas aren't one of those animals like dolphins or humans that have recreational relations. Dolphins are coming. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. I've (laughs) I've got dolphin facts. Arcing ropes of jism with dolphins. They are are all Mm. over it. So, this is why they say that um, artificial insemination is essential to the species survival of pandas. And it makes sense. But seriously, yeah. this is one of those situations where you would think genetically over time that the female panda would have evolved to just have a few more days. <laughs> or just- or maybe they would have made male pandas just better at it. Because obviously they're not ringing any bells. Otherwise maybe that's would- what it is. Maybe it's the fault of the male panda. Yeah. Maybe the female pandas aren't attracted to the male pandas. Maybe they want a exactly. bit of brown bear action or a bit of black bear action. Black, big, big black panda. <laughs> big black panda. Show us your ginger panda. You I'll know. tell you what. Yeah, you never know. Why not? Yeah, maybe um, maybe they're, they're racist. They just want a white panda. They want a polar. A polar. Yeah, they, want a, the- they want a polar opposite to what they got now. Oh, I love that. That's, yeah. that's clever. Yep. Yeah, show us your South Pole. Show us your South Pole <laughs> for now, for now. <laughs> anyway, poor pandas. Uh, we'll move on. Mm. Here's an interesting one that I didn't know. And yes. look, a lot of these you don't know, which is why I find them really intriguing. The ones you do know, I've left out. All the roadies okay. know them ones. These are the nitty-gritty <laughs> ones that I've found, especially for you and the roadies. Everything that you never wanted to know about sex in animals. Yep. Male barnacles. Now, yes. not, not male barnses, not me. Male barnacles. Male barnacles. Now, these aren't the barnacles that have found... Between the anus and the scrotum of bicycle riders, are they? No, they're not. No. Oh. Well, that's what the, that's what the calloused bit 
on bike riders as call the bike riders call them barnacles. So oh, it's given me a really. I'm actually kind of itching my ass on the seat. That's just the the gooch gets good. so so um, calloused that uh, the bike riders call them barnacles. So oh, something something nice. for everyone to what, think about when they're yeah. watching the Tour de France. Nice. Well, this will make it sound even better. Male barnacles, right, mm. have one of the longest penises relative to their size of Ooh. any animal. Shit, how big? Up to eight times their body length. Fuck. <laughs> now, now, imagine, imagine you or I having a penis that was eight times our body length and having to carry that sucker around with you on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. I'd be happy with like one eighth the size of me. I'd be just. <laughs> I'd have um, Howie come up and he'd say, Barnsey, why are you carrying a hose reel? <laughs> just the easiest way to do it, brother. It's a, I've just got to, like, it's eight, eight times the length of my body. I've got to roll it up. I mean, I can't just. I can't just bundle it up in a washing basket. You know, it's just easier to keep it in line that way. Why are you carrying 16 metres? Hose. It's my penis. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. That's why I'm carrying the hose reel to put my penis on. Imagine the size <laughs> of your pants. Like it just. <laughs> well, you nearly need to um, like on the hose reel. You nearly need to tuck it out the fly and yep. just like cover up the end on the hose reel. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if you could train it, if you had oh, that, oh, here we go. If you had the dexterity. Elephant style. Imagine this. You're sitting there. You're watching the footy going, I could really do with a piss. And you go. And it toddles itself off to the toilet all by itself. snake. And you don't have to move. That's brilliant. Oh, imagine going on Australia's Got Talent. And you (laughs) you just roll your cock out. And you have it do tricks. Puppetry, the penis would take on a whole new meaning. Oh, you'd, you'd be able to do a map of the world. You, absolutely, just, you could do phenomenal. a life size. You could do the life size Eiffel Tower. You actually could. <laughs> Probably more like Leaning Tower of Pisa, but you know, same same. Yeah. So, um, so male barnacles. Look, um, I reckon if you could actually get like a, a magnifying glass on them, mm. I reckon they're smiling. <laughs> I reckon they're eight, pretty proud. No, I don't think that. Eight times <laughs> seems quite excessive though, because realistically, all you need is twice as long. To go from you to a female that's you, barnacle. That's all you need. <laughs> well, to go from you to the female barnacle. <laughs> but you and then a gap mm. of three barnacles or four barnacles or six barnacles and then the female. It's just—it's very excessive. You know, and, and got, some, got some no- more knowledge on this. So the water conditions dictate how the penis develops. Of course right? they do. This is this is nice. This is evolving. This is evolving as it happens. Shrinkage. That's just yeah. Well, uh, so in calm water, it'll grow long and flexible. Oh, but in would. rough water, it'll be tougher. It'll be shorter and thicker. <laughs> of course, it would like rough. So oh. you know, if if the lady barnacle is like a, a long skinny, calm waters. Calm waters. You know, if you like something that's a little bit bit tougher, thicker, shorter, Bastard. go to your rough. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly starts sounding like coffee after a while, which is kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. So barnacles, yeah. yeah. Power to you, barnacles. Bet, bet you didn't know about the barnacles. <sighs> right, are you prepared for this one? I'm not. <laughs> the honeybee. Yes. How cute are bees? I mean, they're pretty good, aren't they? I, I don't find them cute because they have a chen- They do have a tendency to sting the fuckery out of you. Ah, uh, but they can be bitey. Or stingy. They don't actually bite. They sting. They're stingy. That's right. Um, But I do like the honey that they make. Yeah, the honey's nice. Now, one of the things- Honey's so nice, we call sometimes our partners honey. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how nice it is. I heard something, and this is completely random, and I have done zero research where it is. (laughs) So, even less than what Troy's done. I haven't even looked this up. I heard someone say this once, that you can't- Vegans cannot even eat avocado if you are Why? a true vegan. Why? Because they need because to grow avocados you need bees to pollinate the avocado plants 
and the way that the bee is used, it's not natural. So they actually transport bees from one to the other and they use bees in an unnatural way because obviously vegans don't eat honey because that comes <laughs> from bees. Um, yep. Apparently avocados can only be fruited with the aid of bees and, um, yeah, so vegans can't eat them. I but they do anyway. They do so. need to take a long, hard look at themselves. That's oh, a thought be, on that. Be vegetarian and you'll be fine. That's <coughs> a thought on that. Do you think um, the reason why we don't call people in a certain state vegetables anymore is because it became derogative or because mm. vegans just didn't like the term? Yeah, probably vegans. <laughs> I reckon it was probably <laughs> vegans. <laughs> Fucking vegans. Like, anyway, you know what? I could, yep. I'm going to be a, I'm, I'm going to be a vegan who just eats bacon <laughs> and chicken. You can be a vegan. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, honeybees. Yeah. Honeybees. Uh, honeybees. I mean, bees as we know, they don't have a really good run, do they? Because they have a self defense mechanism. Mm. If they sting you, they die. Yes. It's like um, it's like if. If we need to protect ourselves. And we said the only way we can protect ourselves is to rip a heart out of our chest and smash you on the face with it, knock you out and kill you. But then I die. So that's basically how I look at it from a bee's point of view. And and I only hurt you. I don't actually kill you as well. It's not like I'm taking you down with <laughs> well, there, me. There's a point. Yeah, exactly right. You're not even strong enough to kill. So all you're doing is doing an ouch and you die because of it. And it's all for the queen. Yep. So the male honeybee... Uh, when they have sex, mm. right? After they ejaculate, mm. their penis explodes <laughs> and they die. <laughs> so, get this into perspective. You have sex, you die. You threaten to protect yourself, you die. You want to be a placid monk bee. That's what you want to be, but and live a nice, healthy, long life. I'd rather sting someone and die, because at least then my dick's not exploding. Imagine that. Just I mean, I know, as a man, look, a lot of the women out there won't understand what it feels like, but most men do. Sometimes it feels like it is going to explode. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it doesn't Just, actually explode. But that's you can use it again. insult to injury. <laughs> Yeah, that's adding insult to injury. Oh. Not only are we going to make you die, but we're going to, before you die, like the last thing that you're going to feel is your penis exploding. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of women out there that go, oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> oh, fucking. I tell you somewhat. what. Roxanne. She would have been happy to see that. I tell you what, God must hate bees. <laughs> oh. Or male bees. They haven't done well, have they? No. Anyway. No. That was good. So, bees. Um,. Uh, female snakes. Here's an interesting one. Yes. I'm not a big snake fan, I must admit, except for white snake. That's a completely different topic. <laughs> the clan of the great white snake. Yes. Um, but female snakes, do you know they can store sperm for up to five years? Far out. They just keep it in there. They just look after it. Five years. Five years. Five years. Imagine imagine trying to have a paternity test if you're a snake. <laughs> exactly. And what happens is if she mates with multiple snakes, she can control which sperm she uses to fertilize the eggs. No way. So it's like it's like Australian Idol yes. for sex. Right. Everyone competes yes. and they do the best they can do. Yes. And then she's the judge that decides who wins. Why wow. I'm surprised. That's like that's like those magicians. Remember the guy who was like the regurgitator and he'd swallow sand or he'd swallow sugar and he'd swallow mm-hmm. an egg and some glasses of water and then he'd swallow coins and he'd be able to bring them all up in whatever order you said? Yep. That's amazing. That is pretty incredible, isn't it? Not only to be able to keep it and have it still alive, yes. uh, but to be able to then choose as it's in your body which sperm is used. That's some oh. great genetics and everything going on there. Yeah, weird. Don't get me Very wrong. Very weird. But that is um, that is natural selection. Snakes, eh? Mm. Uh, naked mole rats, mate. Did you know they've got misshapen sperm? They've got no. a, abnormal heads. Um, that didn't surprise me, because They're the fucking ugliest creatures on the planet. <laughs> ever, seen a, ever seen a naked mole rat? No. Uh, you haven't seen one. Well, I haven't seen one with clothes, so I'm okay. assuming that I've only ever seen them naked. Grab your phone or any computer and Google naked mole rat right now. Oh, okay. And we're Hang just going to wait for your reaction 
Righties, if you also haven't seen a naked mole rat, Google it now and laugh with Jay in shock and awe of the ugliness of this creature that came from the depths of hell. God does not love this creature. This is not a loved by God creature. It's the ugliest fucking thing you'll ever put your eyes on. Hang on a second. And if you're a husband or boyfriend or best friend's penis ever look like this, you would run for the hills. All right, so for whatever waiting reason, for I'm, I'm waiting for my search engine. Yeah, even the search choice. engine's afraid. Naked mole rat. Oh no! It didn't. He's got a. He's got something on his computer that stops him searching for naked. Maybe Amy's made a tea, but naked. And it's like, nope, nope, not searching for that. <laughs> Why is one of the first things that I do? They say, "Oh my sweet God, <laughs> have you found them?" Oh my giddy aunt, I have. Oh, <laughs> aren't they the it's ugliest t- things? That is, it looks like a penis with with buck teeth, except a lot uglier. And I mean, there's some pretty ugly penises out there. I've seen one of them. <laughs> I, I think you need to go to a doctor, mate, if that's what you think penises look like. <laughs> because even without sand, oh, that is horrendously ugly. They are frightening, aren't they? That's so not I was, good. I was not shocked that the sperm. It's a little bit misshapen. <laughs> no. No, nothing else is right with them. Yeah, just thought I'd throw that one in there. Um, I'm glad mm. I got you to experience a naked mole rat. So, oh. yeah, just terrible. Please, Radies, do a search if you haven't seen them. You will not forget that in a while. You may not give your partner oral sex for a while, because <laughs> that's going to stick in there. And no pun intended, <laughs> it won't stick in there, because you'll be afraid it's going to oh. bite something off. But yeah, anyway, um, elephant penises. We'll go on to that. Okay. Right. We know that they self-ejaculate. They do the work themselves. Right? Yes. Okay. An elephant penis can weigh as much as 30 kilos, Joe. Yeah, but but how is that in comparison to the weight of the rest of the elephant? Well, the elephant's heavy. We know that. Yeah, but is it... But still a 30 kilo penis, Joe. Is that disproportionate to the size of the elephant? Well, I'm not looking at a picture of an elephant. All I know is if you pick up 30 kilos of cement. Yes. That's heavy. That's a big knob. Don't get me wrong. That is a big knob. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like a place in South Australia. That's like an iron knob. I I don't think we need to discuss the relevance of how big the elephant is. I guess we need to concentrate on the fact that that's a big knob. I think... Yeah, I think you're probably a bit too fixated on that big knob. (laughs) Maybe. Let's move on then. (laughs) Dolphins, right? We'll finish. Actually, no, finish, we won't finish, finish with, with dolphins. dolphins. Uh, I won't worry about mixing the prime manners because we know that they're because they're they're fucked up. And all, and we'll, we'll also not mention all the animals where the male gets eaten. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because the prime manners, she's she's not nice. Oh, spiders are the same. They're all yeah, fucked. They all, up. Dev- they all devour the men, and uh, it's just anyway. Uh, dolphins, dolphins are cute. We they love are. dolphins. I have, how good are dolphins? Yes. I love a good dolphin. Don't you? <sighs> just, and they taste lovely in a sandwich. Um, <laughs> no doubt about that at all. But uh, did you know that the most common diseases dolphins get are STIs? Oh, they are mad rooters. Dolphins are little sluts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and just male whores. They're Man just, whores. They're just terrible. There, um, there is a, there is a yeah. funny video, and I'm sure... You, Look, everyone's got access to YouTube. Um, there's, you know how people go with those experiences, like they go to SeaWorld or Water, Water World or whatever, yep. and you pay for the swim with the dolphin experience. Mm-hmm. There is quite a collection of people who've paid for that experience and where either the male or the female who've gone to swim with the dolphin is being mounted by a <laughs> randy teenage male dolphin. They are just... They are freaking terrible. Apparently, speaking of YouTube, there's actually a video of a dolphin masturbating with a beheaded fish. <laughs> Apparently, oh, if you search for it, oh, you can find it. That's a fetish and a half, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> that is a big fetish. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Uh, the male dolphins also um, have been known to penetrate each other's blowholes. Oh, a bit of blowhole action. A bit of blowhole action. And, it's not um, called a vagina. It's a blowhole. <laughs> And not only that, uh, female dolphins, the bottlenose, yes. uh, have used their bottle-shaped snouts as dildos on other females. 
They are so well up for it, aren't they? They are a kinky damn fish, my man. Well, no, they just know what feels good. Dolphins. You know, and as you know what, as long as it's consensual, it's fine. <laughs> just. And I believe dolphins. Well, and I think that that's the thing as well. I think they're one of the few animals, and I'm sure you've got the research there. Well, they're a mammal, actually, aren't they? A dolphin, I think. Yes. They're one of the few animals um, that uh, will swing both ways. Well, obviously, they swing every way. Yeah, they're like, you know what? (laughs) Any port in a storm? Mate, they'd probably do a naked mole rat. I reckon they'd be keen. Oh, they'd have a go. I reckon they'd that. Put that up your blowhole and see what comes out. Mate, dolphins. Now, who, who would have thought it? Dolphins. Who would have thought? The randy fuckers of the sea. Unbelievable. Um, now, it's completely off that because um, I'm just going to let that settle in. <laughs> You're going to let that slide, AJ. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let, let that settle in, that, that that vision of just all these randy animals. I yep, just wanted just, to have a shout out to a, a guy. Any hole in a storm. <laughs> yes, any hole in a storm. I'd love to shout out to a guy, a 73-year-old farmer, right, who... Um, Dolphin Lundgren? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin Lundgren. <laughs> Sorry, mate, your story. Oh. I'll shut up now. No, no, no. Stepping away from the um, mic. <laughs> he's, he's a Gippsland farmer. Now, in this article, he goes unnamed because he doesn't want people to know who he is because he thinks they might think he's a bit of a dickhead. So he's driving along on his motorbike. Now, he's a farmer, so he's probably not wearing a helmet because they don't. Um, And he was looking for hatching grasshoppers. So he's probably a bit of a fisherman. And he hits a a pothole. What's uh, Just before you go, what is a a grasshopper? Is it like a larvae or something that they come out of? Sure. You're the one who's done the animal research. Okay, right. Yeah, cool. It's (laughs) definitely, definitely larvae, yeah. Definitely larvae. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. And you know what? That's That's got the full South Road backing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's gone over the handlebar, sent him flying. And he's gotten up and he's gone, I think I might have done myself a bit of a mischief. I probably need to go get help. So he's popped himself on the motorbike, but his head was really fucking sore, like really hurty and a little bit ouchy. And he had probably about 500 metres to a K to go to the house. And his head kept flopping to one side. So he grabbed his own hair to keep his head straight. All right? Mm-hmm. Got home. Now, he's 73 years old. Got home. Yep. And um, wife called the ambulance. The ambulance arrived, took him by car. Now, the reason why his head was a bit floppy floppy is he'd broken his neck. <laughs> Shit. He had fractured his C1 and C2 vertebrae and um, got back on the motorbike, held his head up by the hair because it was flopping to one side and rode to help. Shit, Joe. (laughs) And he goes, I reckon I'll, his name, uh, he goes, I think I'll make a full recovery. Every couple of weeks I go to uh, rehab and they check the frame. I wear a halo. Hello, hello. Um... (laughs) I've got four bolts in my skull. I'm a lucky fellow, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. How how tough a bastard are you that you break your skull, you break your neck. Oh, schnikey. You break right. your neck, you go to ride for help, you hold your own head up by the hair, and then you, you call yourself a lucky fella. That's, that's incredible. So, so bloody Australian. Uh, you know who else was lucky? <laughs> Me, because I'm with Amy. Well, she's lucky. Um, back in 1971, I actually had this down as something to talk about, but I got so taken up in animal sex that I didn't get there. Um, <laughs> no, so um, Julianne, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I think it, um, um, Kolbke, maybe? Julianne Kolbke? Yeah. She was 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the plane she was in was struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Um, it hit the fuselage, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't good. Uh, right. Plane is basically blown up in the air, just gone to pieces, Shit. bang. Shit. Yeah. Right. Um, she fell two miles, no parachute, strapped to a seat still. So she's hit terminal velocity, no question yep. about it. She's hit the dirt in a rainforest mm-hmm. in the Amazon. 
she woke up, she broke in a collarbone, had a concussion and a few cuts, and uh, one of her eyes apparently was swollen shut like Stallone at the end of Rocky Two. I was heard, or yes. I heard, and um, basically survived falling Craig. a couple of miles out of the air. How did and you she's do that? A, and she's pulled a Craig David. I'm walking away <laughs> from the troubles of my life. I'm walking away. Thank you very it's, much. Um, Early 90s pop reference there. Yeah, but that's just... I, that's I just insane. find that phenomenal. Um, the odds of that happening are astronomical. One in every other single person that's ever fallen from the sky. She's the only one that's ever done it, I would imagine. Yep, unbelievable. Apparently, they're going to bring a movie out at some stage about it, like this story of her life. and There'll be a little piece in it where she falls out of a plane, but then I don't know what they do for the rest of the movie. Because <laughs> only pe- people are only watching it for the bit... I reckon she must have passed out. Because I oh, reckon you if, you're t- have to. if you're tense, I, I, I can't see you, you. After you shit yourself, you've got to pass out with fear. Yeah. And then really to will. wake up and go, huh, collarbone's a bit sore. At least I'm not like that bloody Aussie farmer who's got a broken, fucking broken neck. <laughs> and you just leg it out there. I know there's been stories of this before. I know there was someone a while back that the parachute didn't open and they survived. Yep. Um, but, yeah, but to be blown out of a plane, <laughs> just fall with, <laughs> in your seat. I mean, obviously, she's done. The, she's had the seatbelt on, like she should have done. If she didn't yep. have the seatbelt on, didn't listen to the pilot, <laughs> probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> there you go. So th- that's a top tip for the roadies. Yeah. When it says fasten seatbelts, fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. Why? Because it has been scientifically proven through evidence that wearing a seatbelt when your plane explodes will save your life if you land in the Amazon forest. Exactly. And Fact. look, uh, unless you're flying Lion Air. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that again, are we? No. No. <laughs> did you see that? You did see what I sent you, though, in regards to that. Did, um, and I've, I'm going to put this on, on Facebook tomorrow, but by the time I actually put it on Facebook, the roadies would have already seen it. Um, but there oh, was future past, future past, future past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once again, chicken of the egg. <laughs> um, so Lion Air, uh, as you'll recall, if you listen to last week's episode, I decided to rebrand a little bit. Mm. It was in a little bit of bad taste. Look, I'll be honest. Um, and it was only a few days after 189 people died, and now one person also has died that was actually finding the black box. One of the divers. So it's oh, 190 shit. people. So that's just even more shit. Um, but I came up with a few funny slogans. Just a little bit of humour. You can have humour in anything. Everyone's and that's not lying. He did. He that's really did. not lying, no. But then I decided to actually look on the Lion Air website on my phone and see exactly what their brand was. And their tagline, because we love a good tagline, is Lion Air, we make people fly. <laughs> actually, no, you don't. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I think I would, if it was me, I'd be jumping on the website and I'd be just taking that tagline off for now and just having line out. Not we make people fly. I just. Yeah, you, you, you would do a quick. Yeah, just remove that. Just a marketing shift for a while, then go back to the positive stuff later on. <laughs> but just well, for now. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Speaking of positive things. Is the all-thoughtful one uh, around? Mate, thoughtful one, is a, he's got a bit of flack after last week. He mentioned a bit of gun control. and um, oh, oh, chick, chick, boom. Mate, the paparazzi have been onto him. He's been claiming yes. fa- fake news, fake news. Um, oh, but fake news, fake news. But um, <laughs> he's had to go and um, just reclaim his aura. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah, spend a bit of time. Uh, I think he's gone Thailand way this time, actually. He's only oh, been bang- in Bali. But I think he skipped over and hang out with the big Buddha. And um, just give you some Bangkok. His sh- chakras all aligned again. <laughs> chakras, yeah. So um, he's all about chakras. that. Did you know though? Here we go. Right. Because <laughs> he's I'm into he, transcendental he, meditation. Because he, he swims with the sharks. Gets his chakras all hang lined on, up. Hang on. Did you say swings or swims? Uh, <laughs> swims. Now it's not a dolphin. <laughs> um. Maybe that's what he's off to. Maybe he says to everyone he's going to um, go and have relations with ladyboys in Thailand, but really he's going on a dolphin retreat. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but look, there there was a little story he had kind of to talk about. 
mm. um, a bit of interest from Thorfinn Troy, but uh, he had to go and just, you know, just realign himself and just kick the paparazzi off a bit. So fair th- enough. Well, we want to be back next we week. Will hear, we will hear from the thoughtful one next week, roadies. Um, thanks for tuning in again, and don't forget if you are listening to us on on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, what do I Spotify. Spotify or even through our website. It would really help us if you could uh, if you could just like it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it really. Even does if help. you're listening outside the window right now, <laughs> for free, just just like us on Facebook or something. Or just something. tell your friends. Yeah, exactly. But thank you, Win Roadies, for listening. And uh, on that, I am Joe. I am Troy, and we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. 